love swing is just about ready to do that thing. I don't want no tears, I don't want no lies. Above all, I don't want no alibis. This judge is hip, and that ain't all. He'll give you time if you're big or small. Fall in line or this coat is neat. Peace, brother. Oh, here comes the judge. Introduction, colon. Welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast. Featuring the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons staring at the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. From alien invasions to Jewish occasions. I am your co-host, Bill Scurry of America's Caesar Enterprises, uh, which, of course, everybody knows, uh, is a scientist who was doing bold experiments to better humanity, but was a victim of his own hubris and was caught in radioactive waves of his own project after a freak mishap. But instead of gaining superhuman abilities, he just developed thyroid cancer. Wow, that's a depressing comic book story from the 1950s. It's all too common, my friend. You gotta make all, sure that it happens all the time. You yeah. think spider bites? You think you're gonna profit from it somehow? It's gonna turn your life around? No, it's gonna, right. more, more likely it's gonna be an infection of some sort. I read a comic book when I was a kid. So, do you know the origin story of Plastic Man? Uh, no, actually, I don't. So, Plastic Man was a crook, Eel O'Brien. And he's, he's in a chemical factory, cops are chasing him. It's a little like the Joker's origin. And he gets shot and he falls into a tank of chemicals. And then he's like rescued by, by like a llama or something. Not the animal, like a, like a Tibetan llama, something. Anyway, the chemicals get in the wound and they give him the stretching power. And because the llama or guru or whatever, like convinces him to use his powers for good. And Resets his morality, sure. Right. So I read like a one-off story in the 80s where a crook purposely wants to get Plastic Man's powers. So he... He basically shoots himself and then jumps into a tank of chemicals. And it works. And I remember being nine years old and going, there's no way. First of all, if even if you accept that like that worked, how Plastic Man got his powers by getting shot and falling in a tank of chemicals, like there's no way you could duplicate it. No. It it, it you know, I wasn't the best science student as a nine-year-old, but like I think I would have gotten an A if I had written a paper and said this would not work. What was the so there you go. What was the abiding fear in the early part of last century about chemicals, for instance? Which you know, it, a lot of your superhero origins, like Barry Barry Allen becoming the Flash, right? Plastic Lightning Man splashes jo- chemicals. Yes. Yeah, but I'm saying yeah. the idea that there's this chemistry idea, which is this innumerable field, this sort of um, well, thing you can't quite put your, you know, like there's some unknowable feature of chemistry, you know, as rockets in outer space would be towards the 50s. Right chemistry and you know the, the industrial sciences were sort of this confounding thing in the 20s and 30s i assume well you hit it on the head it was the industrial revolution so chemistry was new and exciting you know very different from how it's been the last few decades think about in the 50s a product like tang which sold itself on no this is better than orange juice because it's made in a lab by a bunch of guys in white coats. It's, it's a dust. Right? It's a flavored dust of some sort. It's chemical orange juice, right? Yes. And yes. that was that was a selling point. Better living through chemistry was Dow, DuPont, one of them. I love that. That's a, it's a great phrase. Good, good, good yeah. Uh, slogan. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe I'm pulling that out of my ass. But who does this ass belong to? I am Noah Tarno. I'm the founder and the senior quiz master of the big quiz thing, the trivia game show spectacular. Welcome to our show, friends. Uh, I am in San Francisco. Bill's in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. 
uh, which, by the way, uh, if the woman who served me at the UP at the at the U.S. Post Office yesterday is listening, yes, the Netherlands is a real country. It's a real country. It's a real country. It's true. She had never heard of the Netherlands before. That's nice. Maybe she uh, is. Maybe she like she's used to referring to it as the other countries do. You know, the Netherlands is the English word, but you know, in French they call it La Pays Bas, literally the low Le lands. The low lands. Yeah. Or maybe she's from an alternate dimension. Where there is no such place as the Netherlands. What you want? You want just as likely. You want to send this box to Alemania? What are you talking about? I have no idea where that that is. That country hasn't existed since World War Seven. So, you know, we like to talk about things that are happening, that are new, that are on people's minds, on people's lips, Uh, and usually it's you know a piece of pop culture. Last week was a TV show. Before that, it was a pop star. Etc. cetera. Uh, but this week we are talking about some legal news. Uh, I'm sure you know this past week there's been big, big legal news. We're talking about the biggest legal story of the last week. Right, Bill? The biggest legal... No, it's like it dominated the headlines. It, it, Every... Yeah. Yes. All, Con- controversy from coast to the, coast. Yeah. If you're in the legal world, you were talking about... Ding! Gwyneth Paltrow versus Terry Sanderson. Gwyneth Paltrow versus Terry Sanderson. The boxing match of the century. Wasn't Terry Sanderson one of the guys from the Iran hostages? Am I? Am I? No, Lebanese. That was Terry. That was Terry. Oh, Anderson. Terry Anderson. I okay. remember that name. Okay. Do you know why I remember that name? Because I was trying. Terry Anderson was also the name of a guy in the Georgia Satellites, and for some reason, I saw a song that was credited to like the Georgia Satellites, and the song credit was Terry Anderson. I'm like, who's Terry Anderson? I looked it up, like. This song is written by one of the hostages. <laughs> the guy who wrote that book, he became sort of a celebrity after that when he got back. I mean, back. five years in a dungeon in Iran. What else are you going to do? Write yeah. songs. So <laughs> to, uh, Paltrow v. Sanderson, not to be confused with Kramer v. Kramer and other uh, precedents uh, establishing uh, trials inside American civil uh, law. This is a civil court case which just wrapped up in Utah. Utah, the state of Utah. Uh, which of course is the next- Beehive State. The Beehive State. The Beehive State, Utah, which is right next to Michigan, as everybody knows. Um, Utah, wherein retired optometrist was he optometrist or ophthalmologist? I believe it was an optometrist. Um, I, if you can tell me the difference, you're a smarter man. Terry Sanderson, seventy-five years old, is suing suing uh, actress was suing. Was, was suing. suing. Sued. Was past suing. tense. Fifty years old. Sue for- me. Allegedly crashing into him at the Deer Valley Resort in Park City, Utah, causing several injuries before fleeing the scene in what he calls a hit and run. It's a, it's skiing, by the way, folks. It's it is skiing. skiing. Yeah, crashing into there were no cars involved. This is how Sonny Bono died. This is how Patrick Kennedy died. Right. This is like a real. No, it wasn't Patrick Kennedy. Which of the Kennedys died on the slopes? Um, Michael Kennedy? I forget. That was like nineteen ninety. No, Michael Kennedy Smith was the one who. Was on trial for rape. Yeah, the blue Sonny dot. Bono crashed into a tree. Yeah, yeah, but a can- another Kennedy Skiing. died on the slopes. Yeah, right. Yeah, JFK oh. died on the slopes. That's that's the real secret. Snopes. There was no. Yeah. Turn, turn, t- turns out there, oh, he died in the slopes. He turned. Turns out there was no shooter. He was skiing down Dealey Plaza in Boston. In Boston. In Dallas. No, the other Dealey Plaza, the one next to Bunker Hill. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So in 2019, Terry Sanders initially brought the. Suit against uh, Gwyneth Paltrow for 3.1 million smackers, big ones, accusing her of this hit and run. But the judge ruled that he was not entitled to uh, punitive damages, and that figure was thusly reduced to 300,000, a mere $300,000. Which Gwyneth Paltrow could probably find in her couch cushions. Yes. Because between starring in Avengers movies and running the Goop 
quote-unquote wellness empire. She is worth an estimated $200 million. An empire based on wellness. Unlike the um, Ottoman Empire, which was based on putting your feet up. You know, it's amazing. Hey, just boil it down to something. As How do you do? It's th- That joke is up there with like raising money for Ronald McDonald House. How big a house does Ronald McDonald need? <laughs> the so, Ottoman Empire, an empire built so Terry, on, on leg rests that come free with a couch. Terry uh, Sanderson's statement claims that the, he's got cognitive damage from a brain injury as well as um, significant lifestyle degradation. Those are my terms, not theirs. We're in, and this is the quote now. He can no longer enjoy wine tastings. Uh, in response, Paltrow was counted. And, and he used to be, what was the quote? He used to be a charming man. Now he's not as charming. He's, he, it's something like a self um, yes. a, a uh, recluse or something like that. His, his lawyer, Lawrence D. Bueller, said, Before the crash, Terry was a charming, outgoing, gregarious person. After the crash, he's no longer charming. Like, who super, can I sue for no longer being super charming? Villain, That's what super, I want to know. Super villain origin story. And right. so uh, Paltrow filed a countersuit uh, for $1. One do- and- plus, plus legal, legal fees. Legal fees, right. exactly. Uh, she claims that it was the retired optometrist who, in fact, crashed into her from behind. During cross-examination, Paltrow said she initially thought the incident could be a sexual assault. And we'll get we'll get into that. It's just a stupid detail. Anyway, uh, lawyers and technical experts asserted that the phenomena which Sanderson is experiencing, has experienced, are part of the normal vagaries of aging that a 76-year-old man or 75-year-old man would experience. And not, in fact, the wages of collision. Uh, so, verdict, I believe, which was on Wednesday, was announced in Thursday. The, Thursday in the Park City, Utah court, was in Paltrow's favor. And apparently, as she departed the courtroom... She took the time to yes. whisper into Mr. Sanderson's, uh, uh, I don't know what you call it, field of field of hearing. Whispered in his ear, fuck you, I won, asshole. Hey, no, asshole. He, he, said, yeah. he said, hail Hydra. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she, she apparently whispered from, from uh, what a, a bystander said, I wish you well, is yes. what, uh, apparently what she and, said. And he, yes, and he said something equally gracious back then. Uh, and so Noah Tarno, it gets back to this that Noah loves. Uh, the quote from Gwyneth is that I felt that acquiescing to a false claim compromised my integrity. Yes. So she was doing yes. this for the Victoria principle of it all. Uh, and we're not getting into the big thing. This was the social media. It was all it was it was aired live on TV. People were watching it. Everyone was talking about it. There are memes, there are tweets, there are twacks, there there's there's chorps, everything. Lo- Schwarps. I mean, there's a lot here. It's not just that Gwyneth Paltrow is this insane character who, you know, her goop empire, she sells candles that are purportedly smell like her vagina. You're leaving out the, the jade eggs for the yoni, too. Jade, jade eggs that you put into your vagina. A lot of vagina products. Yeah, mostly. Uh, bone, bone broth is a big thing for her. Uh, she is very fashionable. She showed up in courtroom wearing sweaters and wacky glasses. She has this affect about her in the way she talks that is... Let's say unique. The lawyer's a character here. Her main, despite the fact that she won, her main lawyer was a complete freaking clown. He he get one. He actually took out a dollar and was waving it around in his opening statement. He was acting out the response of Paltrow's child, daughter Apple, who was there with her on the slopes. Her the child of Gwyneth Paltrow and her ex husband, the Coldplay guy. Um, he was he was being a character in and of himself. He referred to Apple as being hangry. And he referred to, he tried to say the word gobbledygook, and he said googly gawk, which was fun. <laughs> what the oh, fuck? you didn't catch that? I did not And catch then that. one of Sanderson's lawyers is this woman, Kristen Van Orman, who could not cross-examine Paltrow without being starstruck and like, oh, how tall are you? 
I wish I was t- I got to wear heels to get up to 5'5". Five, five. And Paltrow's like, well, I love your shoes. And then, of course, later, as soon as she sits down, Orman, Van Orman goes, well, Miss Paltrow lied under oath several times. It's, it's entertaining. It's a show. And this is, people have been all over it. Uh, you know, I mean, yes, there's other legal news in our world this week, but, but this is, this was, this was something people were talking about. And, and of course the number one meme, Bill, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, was it the thing about the white Lotus? Cause that was one of my favorite. No, no, it was Van Orman asked her something like, well, what, what penalty did you suffer because this happened? Yes. And Paltrow said very matter of factly, well, I lost half a day of skiing. I lost half a day of skiing. Yeah. I believe, Noah, I believe some of your ancestors who um, made it out of the Holocaust said something similar, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> if, if, if you get anything from uh, the, the, the work of Mordecai Richler or um, Eli Wiesel, that, that is the, yeah, the, the, take, the takeaway is that, you know, right, you, you've lost right. half a day of skiing on the way to the case. Yeah, so. that's, that's basically what, what, what he talks about, Eli Wiesel, in his, in his, in his writing. Is, I remember you know, That was the greatest cost of the Holocaust. Hey, those lift tickets, I looked it up, lift tickets at... Uh, Deer Valley. Yeah. How much do you think it is for one day? Oh, I would say three fifty per person. Two sixty nine. Okay. Which actually surprised me because I went skiing for the first time in years a couple months ago to Palisades, Lake Tahoe, formerly Squaw Valley. They renamed it, and one day there was like one eighty. So I thought it would be a lot more, but it's probably you know I just took a cheapo bus up there for a day. Probably costs a ton of money to stay yeah. at Deer well, Valley. Well, if you're in Deer Valley, whatever it is, Deer, Deer Valley Resort, or any of that, the whole Park City thing, it's like the Hamptons. It's, it, is, right. it is an echelon, Bel Air, Beverly Hills. Right. It's, it's and, a re- and there's, like she even said, like she missed the half day of skiing, but that she went and got a massage. You can imagine how much a massage costs around there. Yeah. But again, the woman's worth 300 grand, 200 grand, the two, sorry, 200 million. And she could have paid off, you know, Sanderson. With you know, jokingly, the money in her couch cushions, and avoided all of this that we no episode. She could have specifically circumvented right. this episode today. Right, in particular. we would have been talking about Morgan Wallen again, or <laughs> or uh, some bullshit, or uh, someone would finally force us to talk about AI, which I don't want to do. I feel like, we, know, but so. no. Let me ask you something. Have you were you plugged into this trial in, in the week? I not, mean, not, not until we decided to talk okay. about it. You brought it up. We we almost did this last week. Yeah. And we decided to do succession instead. More timely, I and, think. And I think, you know, this was still happening this week. The verdict came in on Thursday, so it still seemed fresh or, or valid. And then I looked into it, and, you know, and I, I was, so I was not plugged into it. I mean, I don't care about Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't care about lifestyle stuff. I certainly don't care about rich people suing each other. But to tell you the truth, Bill, when I dug into it, you know, I kind of like this. Kind of. Kind of, kind of, kind of. You know, I'm not gonna go back and watch old videos or whatever uh it's actually kind of funny i mean paltrow is a funny character here she's something she's unique but she seems to come by her wackiness at least in the context of watching these videos honestly and then of course sanderson is an appealing villain i mean he's a clown he's a he's a comic villain and then of course the lawyers are these i mean all the things i mentioned um, and I like skiing, you know, I like talking about skiing. Uh, somehow I think I, and many people like it when mildly awful people get to play the hero. There's something, I don't know. It's, it's not, especially in this day and age, it's nice to know 
when you know things when the chips are really down, the villains turn out not to be horrible people. They're just you know they're only horrible when when the stakes are low. And when I mean not that the stakes are high here, but when something matters, the Victoria principle of it, you know, she does the right thing. I mean, I, yes, I'm a hundred percent on her side here. I find it very hard to believe. I mean, at best, Sanderson is fooled. At worst, he's like, ah, I'm going to get money off Gwyneth Paltrow because I'm mad that I'm old and angry, you know? And by the way, they, they kind of tore down his character in the case and made some arguments that he's not a great guy, and they showed all sorts of photos of fabulous trips he went on, supposedly after this incident that, you know, That's what they do with guys who are making workman comps. Uh, and they, like, yes. they, wind up, they wind up going water skiing after they're, like, bilking the city of New York for, like, you know, oh, I, I, hurt, I hurt my back doing garbage right, work or something right. like that. And, e and even better here because Sanderson, I mean, probably doesn't have $200 million, but complaining about wine tasting, going skiing at Deer Valley, like, you know, he's not, he, he's not the poor downtrodden victim of some rich monster. He's complaining about things. I'm 30 years younger than this dude. And the medical things he's complaining about, I'm complaining about. So it's, oh, he starts forgetting things. Like you're 76, 75, whatever. Also, he's a bad liar. Did you watch the footage where like, so when he was skiing, I don't know if she was with him, but he had a, he had a girlfriend at the time. And when they show the photos that he voluntarily posted on Facebook of the fabulous trips, hiking trips and to South America, he went on with his girlfriend after the incident. It's him with his girlfriend, and they bring up that they're no longer together, and they're like, what happened? And he starts crying. He says, I couldn't remember things, and I didn't want her to have to feel like she had to take care of a decrepit old man. I said, it's time for you to go. Get the fuck out of here. Like, he was I didn't coached. buy it he for was a second. He was coached to say that, sure. Right, exactly. And look, here's the thing. She, she really, like I say, I think she comes by the wackiness honestly. She's being forthright. They asked, oh, after you, after... He crashed into you. You know, he claims he was unconscious, laying out spread eagle and unconscious. Did you ask if he was okay? And she's like, no, I didn't. Like, it doesn't come off as cold. It comes off as like, he seemed okay. Like, oh, sorry, you crashed into me. Is everyone okay? Fine, you forget about it. It happens in skiing. It's happened to me, right? No one's ever sued me. Um, she could, oh, I, all I cared about was his welfare. She could be countersuing for hundreds of thousands of dollars for him. She could make up some fucking story that she was injured. The dollar thing, as awkward as it was for her lawyer to hold the dollar up and wave it and say, see, she doesn't care about money. There's some truth to that. Uh, she could flat out lie and make herself into the victim here. And she's being very direct. She actually said when Van Orman said like, oh, you're suing for a dollar. It's symbolic. And she's like, it's an actual dollar I'm asking for. And of course, now people are joking that she won. What is she going to spend that dollar on? Um, and it's the quote you, you relayed afterwards that she said, I felt that acquiescing to a false claim compromised my integrity. So I like it. I like seeing her as this wacky, interesting hero who it's easy to sympathize with. And he's a villain, but not a horrifying villain. It's low stakes. It's entertaining. There's not much to it. Like, I don't know why people are obsessed about it for weeks in their articles, and it's all over the news, and it was live on Fox. Like, whatever, Fox is garbage anyway. We know that. But, like, I don't like that this is big news, but for what it is, it's a perfectly entertaining celebrity story with an element of, you know, making you feel good about people's integrity. Yeah, I think that's a great pricey. I mean, I don't walk away from this uh, really thinking much of either of these two people. 
It's a, a frivolous civil suit, I think, ultimately, because it comes of nothing but clog bandwidth and the exchange of $1 in legal fees. It's not like it was a great blow for the Goldman family and the Nicole Brown Simpson's family against OJ, which is the only Well, thing. come on. That no, people the, were murdered That's there. what I'm saying. That's a recompense using the civil the civil court the civil case the civil courtroom for something productive. This is just I don't even know what you why there's this specific thing you know damages or whatever between two people. This is essentially what the American courtroom is being debased into, which is two people fighting each other over something stupid for small small terms. Right. You know, it's it's um, it's tough. Well, but if he was a hundred percent right, if she maliciously slammed into him, and now he's you know decrepit, but he his evidence was so weak yeah, that sure. it's not that right. Like, don't you think if he was a hundred percent right, this would be a worthy thing to sue over? Yeah, perhaps. I mean, it would have been a worthy thing. It would have been a worthy thing to settle over at the very least, if not sue, but settle. Yes. Uh, which I'm sure most of these things come down to settlements anyway at a court because yes. no, especially I, when you're dealing with a multi-millionaire. This, like right. This is this is where I break from your thing a little bit because um, it's it, it's very simple for me is because I think that Gwyneth Paltrow would have been embedded to quote the Simpsons if she had just bought this whole uh, tie to press for the last week and a half away. If she didn't experience it because it's such a gamble. It, granted, there's a chance that she can get somebody like you who comes away from this with... No, I'm not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with what you I'm did. not going to spend a dollar on goop products. That, that ain't no, happening. But so. your, your impression of her seemed to change over the course of looking into this. You know, before you started yeah. doing your research, you did not feel the same way that you do now. I, I don't think about goop. I think about Pepper Potts and... Sure. And Viola Deleseps. I, I still think about Gwyneth Paltrow as this hot actress. From you get to, you get to do ago. that, but it's like she really, you know, I think, for, for, I mean, before this case, I think Gwyneth Paltrow has pissed away all the credibility that she she started acting, I want to say, in like 95, 96. Uh, you know, and, and intertextual within another episode, she is, in fact, a Nepo baby, if you need to be Nepo reminded. Baby. Her mother Nepo was, baby. Her mother was the late Blythe Danner, and her father was Bruce Paltrow, a TV director, she grew up between between Beverly Hills and Upper East Upper West Side of New York in the lap of luxury with all these luxurious friends and all this stuff. She's you know been a ridiculous. By the way, Black Black Danner's still alive. By oh, way. I thought. Oh, I thought. Sorry, sorry for predeceasing her uh, in our podcast here. Um, yeah, she she's wanted for nothing over the course of her life. She's produced a lot of ridiculous statements like uh, conscious uncoupling. And the whole development of Goop, and and she's she's been she's kind of a risible figure in our popular culture. Oh, very much. Which is partly what makes this thing appealing. And uh, I th- I think, but, but for yeah. my my own sake, it's very simple. I think that Gwyneth, it suits her to have that to have less of that out there than more in her trying to develop it and cultivate it. And again, I'm just like, you know what? I'm glad she had principle. Uh, she walked away, you know, one dollar richer with the legal fees. But it's like. You know, people produce memes this week saying like this is the court. This is a courtroom drama written by Mike White because it's just essentially the one percent digging into each other for ridiculously puny things. And you know, you could say you know this guy Terry Sanderson is a nobody. He's kind of just an average. I mean, he's not an average schmo, but he's a schmendrick that came out of nowhere. And we're not going to hear about him again. But Gwyneth Paltrow is here. You know, saying that she just eats paleo food and, you know, she eschews all protein and sugar and mostly just eats bone broth. And it's, a, you know, what people are saying, it's a very unhealthy uh, diet. It's bad eating habits that, you know, the credible medical experts who are nutritionists and dietitians say that the way she eats and what she recommends people do is terrible eating habits. And she's got children that she's essentially in, inculcating in the same route. 
And, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow is responsible for a lot of pseudoscience and a lot of, you know, you know, creams and, and, and like you said, you know, the yoni jade eggs and stuff like that. And it's like, fine, man, you know, pervert the minds of women in, you know, Alpine, New Jersey and Bel Air, Los Angeles and, you know, Tony your neighborhoods in, in Denver, wherever you can afford this stuff. But I think that sort of passing Gwyneth Paltrow around like she sort of has any credibility you know beyond just a regular human being i i don't think it suits anybody i don't think it suits her and i think but this we, isn't about her having credibility this is about her doing a citizen thing is defending herself in the court of law and being right may i ask how tall you are i'm just under 510 Okay. I am so jealous. I think I'm shrinking, though. You and me both. I have to wear four-inch heels just to make it to 5'5". Five five, well, so. They're very nice. Why is everyone all over this this week? I mean, you know, we said some of it, but what, what are the reasons why this caught on? As opposed to all the other times people sue each other for not being able to go to wine tastings. <laughs> oh, the wine was terrible. That's why I sued. I went to the who, wine tasting and I fucking hated right. the Cabernet Sauvignon. Who, who am I going to sue for making me hate wine? Who can I sue over that? I don't like wine tastings either. Who can I sue? Well, here's what my notes say, Noah. Everything about this uh, on its face is is kind of farcical, right? I mean, the civil justice pipeline is, is being used in, you know, you could say at its worst, it's a gold dig, perhaps, of a lifestyle doyen. Species damage claims being made to suggest a diminution of lifestyle is a one percenter. While the plaintiff's attorney asks about Gwyneth's height, how tall she is, how tall she is in heels, and by the way, her friendship with Taylor Swift. I forgot where that yes, line of question went. That's a fun detail. I don't yes. know where that detail went, what it had to do with anything. Well, I think they were, I think the, the plaintiffs was trying to make Gwyneth Paltrow sound like a spoiled, yeah. fantastically rich person. Why not give this money? Because you, it's no money, it's, it's no consequence to you, and you're spoiled. So compare it to Taylor Swift. Basically, they said the $1 idea. Taylor Swift sued some guy a few years ago for sexual harassment, I think. And she just wanted a dollar. It was a principal thing. So they were like, aha, where'd you get that idea? You got it from your good buddy, Taylor Ta- Swift. Ta- Ta- aren't, you, aren't you good friends with Taylor Swift? She said, well, I met her, but I wouldn't say we're good friends. And they said, but didn't you give her, was it an intimate gift for Christmas, because there's some story that she gave Taylor Swift a dildo as a Christmas right. gift, a goop right. dildo. Uh, you know, whatever. This is why people glom onto it. Anyway, she, she I'm gave done it to, explaining. She Continue. gave it to Kim Novak, of all people. Anyway, uh, and here's another reason, right? You got the venue of this, which I mean, we, we kind of like discussed in a glancing blow, but Park City itself, which this is, this is hilarious. If you think about this, Park City is utterly, utterly dissimilar to the rest of Utah. As almost to be a Vatican city of its own inside the Mormon desert redoubt of the entire rest of this flat. That's deep- not true. Salt Lake City, the city itself, is a total hippie leftist city. Okay. And then, of course, you have the other, you know, Telluride and the other skiing places. Yeah, but I'm saying it's like those Aspen. Are, those are... Now, Aspen's in Colorado, but they're, they're, they're small... You are correct. Sorry. They're small, tiny places that have this incredible... Like, it is a place filled... Uh, you know, Sundance Film Festival, which was, I think, established by Bob Redford, what, 87 or so, 85, 86? I have no idea. You know, that's what really elevated Park City into this place where it's, you know, a billionaire's ret- retreat. It's it's this sort of hideout where, you know, when Park City is booming for Sundance, you can't, you know, get a reservation there for under a million dollars for a house just for the week or some crazy ass shit. You know, it is not really a town so much as a confederation of billionaires and rich people. You know, I mean, there is a culture 
of skiing and fine restaurants and wine tasting and people who wear, you know, Fendi snow boots and, and you know, Dolce & Gabbana knit caps when they go out into the world. Um, but really, you know, the rest of the state, other than a few places, like you say, you know, it, it is the hideout of, of the birth of Mormonism in the United States. It's such a weird, yes. it's such a weird jangle. And then, then we got the Gwyneth Paltrow sideshow, which I think, you know, is the most compelling aspect of this. That's kind of what led in the memes. You know, she's already dispensing sketchy wellness ideas, uh, stuff like that. And, and she rolls up in court in different locks looks every day and people were parsing you know the, the to see if there's any labels to see if there's any brand logos on it and they were sort of doing forensics to see well who made the boots who made the sweater who made the top coat and they're just sort of trying to piece together you know one by one where in bergdorf goodman you know, how much was what she was wearing each day and she was changing and they were look doing a lot of arguably bullshit things to a woman they would not have done to a man which is to you know right. itemize the way she looks and say that there's some external value or internal but as, value as a lifestyle guru she's putting herself out there for that yeah, yeah. it's one thing to analyze the clothing of vice president harris or you know, someone public intellectual. No, but she makes but money off Quinn of clothes. Gwyneth Paltrow makes herself yes. as a character. Look at my fucking clothes and look at my skin. I, I think it's fair to analyze her. On that. Sure, she sells clothes. She makes money off. Right, of exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to give a quote here from the Cut, which is the New York Magazine's little sub, whatever gossip imprint uh, rubric, yeah. news imprint rubric, rubrics cube. Quote: With recent trials like Debt v. Heard. Former topic of our show, by the way. The societal consequences felt high and the allegations were distressing. Compared to the multi-million dollar fraud scheme led by Real Housewives of Salt Lake City star Jen Shaw, I don't know what that is, but okay, or the college admission scandal that ended with Desperate Housewives star Felicity Huffman serving jail time, this celebrity trial stems from an accident. It can be enjoyed in a more lighthearted way. I completely agree. The stakes here are so much lower no one was being assaulted. No one was being manipulated. No one was being killed. I mean, you brought up OJ. You know, like, rich people suing rich people over rich people problems. I mean, partly it's that Sanderson doesn't come out. You don't believe that he was really attacked and that he really is sick because of this. You believe he's a 75-year-old rich guy who's trying to pump money. And at worst, is just, oh, I'm, I'm, I don't have the memory I used to. You know, welcome to being an old man, my friend. Uh, but I'm going to, another quote here from Slate. I actually disagree with what they say, but the ultimate outcome feels somewhat beside the point, however, as it's the spectacle of the trial that really takes center stage. Yeah, you know, I disagree with that, as I've said. Certainly, the spectacle is a big part of it. People love celebrities. People love the wackiness of Gwyneth and the lawyers. But as I've said, it's the integrity thing. It's that it's someone really, you know, doing something right. It makes you, I don't know, it makes me feel good, and I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, you know, we like... But in general, we like being close to rich people. I think it's obvious in our society. And here's a case where she's right. And we get to feel good about siding with the wacky rich person. You know, I hate to bring it up. I do almost every episode in some form. And you could say he lives rent-free in my head. And fuck, yes, he does. Because I care about my country and he's the spoil of my country. But I'm reminded a bit of Trump and the way people worship Trump. In that... You know, they they like the license to take the side of the asshole because they believe the asshole is correct and the people he's calling out are the real villains. And while I think those people are demented and pathetic and sad and hate-filled, I think here's a case where it feels good to side with a wacky lunatic 
who sticks eggs up her genitalia. Because this is a case where she's right and you can feel good about taking her side. Is it true that you feel it's unfair that Mr. Sanderson has brought this case against you? I do. And he has deterred you from enjoying the rest of what was a very expensive vacation. Well, I lost half a day of skiing. Uh-huh. Noah, what would you have felt about this if you're watching this criminal tr- criminal civil trial uh, as a younger person? And you pick the age that you're viewing it from. I'd just be annoyed by this because I had less capacity for celebrity culture. And to be honest, I had less sympathy for, you know, women who were, you know, what we now call lifestyle, but fashion and beauty kind of stuff. I had, I mean, I still have no interest in that, but now I can take a more academic interest in, I guess. So I'd just be annoyed by this and go, shut up, why are you talking about this idiot and these rich idiots? I'd be more scornful and less, you know, amused by what's going on here. Yeah, well, I can see that. You know, I think that uh, the middle-class chip on my shoulder would be just as compelling then as it is today, even if I have to admit I'm I'm more likely nearer to the two people uh, involved in the suit socioeconomically uh, than many of the people who are obsessing over the circus from their from their desks at home watching or their phones as they're skimming. Um, I, you know, I think I think Gwyneth Paltrow has done a great job of pissing away some of the goodwill. Again, this is my thing. I think that she's pissed away. See, I disagree. I, I think know she's you gained do. goodwill. I, know I you think do. you could make an the only argument you can make that she's not standing up for principle. She went, ah, this will be a great PR opportunity for me. I think that's possible. I don't think that's what's going on here. I'm no authority, so I think I'm, I'm, I think entirely that, wrong. But I think that's the only possibility I see where she's the villain. There, there's a real humorlessness about her. Um, where at one point, yeah, that's part of the appeal. She's uh, this. I think she's you, this unbelievable character. You want someone who at least can wink at the camera and understand the irony, and she just seems to have lost all the irony. You know, um, I, I I find that is what's entertaining. That that I would definitely look back. I would definitely look upon this and and just you know that she. It's almost like this this 30-year acting career has been reduced to bone broth and coffee-ridden cliche of Hollywood nonsense. And that's I don't think that's flattering. Private security for my client wanted to uh, bring in treats for the bailiffs for how helpful they've been. So I wanted to do that transparently and see if there are any objections. So, Bill, uh, is the fact that the world, the world, a lot of people seemed, I think it's over now, seemed focused on this trial, especially when there are other legal things to discuss, not that those things aren't discussed, is, uh, is the popularity of, of the, uh, what are we going to call this, the, the, the Paltrow v. Sanderson, the Gwyneth Paltrow ski trial? Gwyneth Paltrow ski trial, how about yeah, that? Yeah, sure. The Gwyneth Paltrow ski trial, the, no, I can't say trial, the GPST is that in any way a sign of the apocalypse? You, you just shook your head like that was the stupidest no, thing. No, the, the, yeah, the, the acronym is the tough one. I don't know if it's going to catch on. We're going to get a, get a couple of guys in here to run through that a few times. Yeah, uh, you we'll, know, we'll get people from our marketing team to, to, I, to throw it around. I did it. You know, that was one of those things where I, I started thinking, um, I mean, I was actually shaking my head at the moment too, thinking I had a pretty negative opinion of this, thinking, God, I mean, people were terming themselves obsessed about it, and it really became a meme of the day, and it was really this, I mean, look, on Twitter, at least, and Insta, it was, you know, I, I mean, page six was all over it. Like you said, gossip rags. You talked about the cut. Everyone couldn't help but but dig in. Then it occurred to me, you know, that, that you know, the amount of attention this was receiving was like second only to, to the Manhattan DA Bragg finally handing down the arraignment. So the thing is, I think that, um, which almost like came as one ended, the other one began, you know. 
So I mean, I have a creeping suspicion that a lot of this folder all was kind of an amuse-bouche for people who had been hanging out with white knuckles to some degree. Um, so, I mean, it was a ridiculous headline grabber for a couple of days. Right. But it, it, it was a placeholder. It was a frivolous placeholder for something that was certainly more serious that people were waiting for, that had more stakes coming right on the heels of it, too. And also, Noah, I mean, we got to say, this was this was a little bit of aspartame, some... some uh, jelly in your mouth between courses to, to try to at least wash the taste of the Tennessee shootings away, which were just oh, so... I, I didn't think of that. So miserable. I mean, you know, the, and the weird thing is, like, this came perfectly like teeth of gears working in a clock and on a, a wristwatch, where it was between two gigantic things, but it was the little sprocket that they were both kind of spinning I- irrespective of. Um so yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's a sign of the apocalypse, but I thought, oh, this is more like dangerously stupid or you know humorless celeb worship. But it's like, no, I don't think that's what it was. I think it was. It just had this. It was. It was the valley between two gigantic, you know, megalith mountains on each side of it. Yeah, I think you're right, but I don't know. I mean, we live in the grim times, and the Tennessee shooting is. I mean, how many horrible shootings like that have there been, and how many, you know climate crises incidents that there been and of course it's always something with trump you know defouling this nation so there's a constant hum of you know tragedy in modern american society so you know bread and circuses in some respect are more valuable than ever uh, distractions she, like i'm these. sorry she she can't touch carbs so there's no bread so. okay sorry just circuses yeah bone circus. broth and circuses yeah, uh I mean, this is kind of why I like it, because it's not just amusing, but it's also, I mean, in a very small way, I'll say it again. I know you disagree. It's heartening, because it looks like it looks like the right people won. The villains are fun to hate, because, you know, he's not evil. He's just a fucking clown. And, you know, it's, it's fun to side with a wacky person and see them win and have them be entertaining along the way. Uh, so, you know, anything that's bone broth and circuses, you could say, is an apocalyptic thing because it's distracting us. But we're human beings. This is what we do. We always seek out entertainment. We always will. But then, is it possible in any way then to sue you people? Sue who? You. I'm asking you for help. Sue who? Me? Yes. Why do you want to sue me? Well, I'm trying to explain. I had a terrible accident. What's that got to do with me? Well, I'm asking you for help, and maybe I could sue for punitive damages that you're giving me. No, tell me we got to talk about jealousy because this is uh, this is part of it. So, so how did it did did any element of it get under your skin and cause you envy this week? I, I want to go skiing more. I mean, I finally went skiing this year for the first time in forever, and I felt like an idiot for not doing it more. And I'm like, I got to go again this season. And you want to be plow? Going. You want to plow into somebody using? Uh, I'm not going to pizza, French fries, pizza, French fries, right? I wanna I wanna plow into Just fucking lay people out. It, it man. sounds sounds dirty. Yeah. I wanna run into a celebrity yeah. and then sue them for money. Which celebrity do you want to hit the most? Somebody like Peter Dinklage, where you're probably probably gonna come out of on top of that? Or, or you want like you want you want to go for the king, someone normal like John Goodman. I Just, think like, Peter Dinklage actually I've always thought Peter Dinklage looks like a jerk. I've always felt like I don't want to meet him. I just feel like he'd be unpleasant. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I've That's never right. met the guy. I saw him on the street. He was walking his dog on, uh, by the Hud Chelsea Mar- Chelsea um, Chelsea Piers, and I was walking on the waterfront there. And I reckon it's hard to, you know, hey, he doesn't really blend into a crowd. Yeah. And yeah, I said to exactly. him, I had just seen him. He did the station agent right around that time for Tom McCarthy. Oh, so this is pre Game oh, yeah. of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is. And, yeah. and I said to him, I said, oh, I said, hey, I really enjoy your work. And he just, he just sort of meant like, like, yeah, 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 just like one of those. Yeah. Not, not leave a, me alone. Yes, leave me alone. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, it's 
yeah, I, life cannot be easy for little people. Uh, no, no. All right. So, but I, here's the thing. I have to admit that reading all these articles, in particular, the ones that showed up in like the style sections, you know, like the trend things rather than the news per se, because there's a lot of like op-eds and, and slant pieces written by bylines rather than news gatherers, where they did parse a lot of her wardrobe choices. They were doing the forensic bullshit. Um you know, and, and the comportment and, and, you know, talking about the, you know, she shows up wearing the cable knit sweater that um, Chris uh, Evans was wearing in Knives Out, stuff like that. Not quite that same sweater, but the idea that she was giving a lot oh, of yeah, different... Oh, yeah, it's that kind of look. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of different looks. It made me wonder how I would handle all this. I'm not even thinking about slamming to people on the snow... But if I was in court, Noah, if... In fact, I was being judged for my appearance and my comportment. How? What would I do? Because I am known also as an eccentric peacocking dresser. If you I, are. If you I show, are. look, man, if I'm in that box, right, and I'm testifying, and I have. Yeah. I you have, have the pocket square? Are you wearing the pocket square? The cravat, the pocket square. If I'm going with, with the lapel. Ascots. A notch. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like, it, all of a sudden, it's like, I'm just doing me. But I show up all of a sudden, it's completely tone deaf. You know, and it's like, what yeah. kind of field day? With, with the press, though, it would go all the way to the top. It would go all the way to City right. Hall. City Hall has my right. balls in a sling over this. Uh, so, Bill, on the fallopian felonian scale, where we place Gwyneth Paltrow ski trial on an XYZ and, properly, and, and possibly double A axis, let's add another dimension, fourth dimension, let's add, a, let's add time. <laughs> uh, let's get the DeLorean and add yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, on the XYZ axis of all the topics we've looked at in our 250 plus strong list of episodes of I Don't Get It, the Pop Culture Get Off My Long Peabody winning, yeah, Peabody winning episodes. Peabody winning, Caldecott medal winning. Fields medal uh, winning, Mark Twain yeah. humor award winning uh, podcast. Yes, yeah. Eisner award winning. Uh, uh, what's what's the big award in porn movies? Uh, uh, oh, uh, X-Biz maybe, uh, X I think. something, yeah. triple X something, yeah. Anyway. Uh, we're not winning that. Uh, in the uh, where do you compare this to our other topic? This is Chugi, my friend. This is Chugi. Yeah, it's Chugi. Why? Because it's gonna fade away overnight. Yeah. Also, because, yeah. well, no, it's not Chugi because if my mom listens to this episode, she might have some idea what we're talking about. Because she told me she listened to the Chugi episode and was completely confused from beginning to that's end. That's true. No, I'm, I'm like, just, I guess we failed then because we didn't. It's, explain it's it just, well. it's just in terms of like the fact that there was this thing we talked about called Chugi. It doesn't exist anymore. It was been elided from the from the Akashic fossil record, etc. Um, just as this is going to be a piece of folder all that winds up being nothing. It's not important. It was barely enjoyable, and you know we're going to talk about like you said um when megan d stallion drops a country album next week we're going to talk about that or whatever the fuck you know as we mentioned this is only the second court is this really the second court yeah. case we looked no at? there haven't There's been not another one we're thinking about kramer versus kramer okay. i don't know we didn't look at kramer versus kramer. we didn't we weren't we weren't active at that time we didn't we didn't look at uh at uh, gideon v Rain, wainwright or alien v or predator no we didn't do any alien of those. v predator yeah. or okay. plessy v ferguson uh, Plessy v. Ferguson, we did not look at. Uh, that so was actually Jeff, Craig we, Ferguson, the old host of the Late Late Show. And uh, yes, and there's no other Plessy. Yeah, Greg Plessy. Uh, Depp v. Heard was the court case we looked at. Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. And that made me feel icky. You know, we referenced that before. It was higher stakes. There were people being abused. There was someone pooping in a bed. So I, I didn't like that very much, whereas I think this one is much easier to enjoy. So I'm like, all right, let's take the bones the bone broth of Debt V. Heard and multiply it by something enjoyable but forgettable and, you know, pleasant. And so I, I looked back to the early days of our show. 
So depth V heard times, ready for this, fidget cubes. Fidget cubes, everybody. That? Okay. I gave my fidget cube to my niece because she expressed an interest in fidget cubes. I'm like, ah, I have a fidget cube. So I, I scored points on, uh, on the, the Unky meter thanks to fidget cubes. So I'm feeling good about fidget cubes. So like I said, I feel kind of good about this court case. So let's take something I feel kind of good about, multiply it by depth V heard. Boom. That's where you find the Gwyneth Paltrow versus Terry Sanderson versus Mecha Godzilla yes. ski trial. Versus Gamera. God, Me- Mecha Godzilla was skiing down the- <laughs> Versus Mecha, Mecha Paltrow. Uh, Mecha yeah. Pal- Paltrow versus Mecha Paltrow. That- a, a winged serpent with three Gwyneth Paltrow heads comes from outer yes. space. Yeah. That'll be a fun one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that- All right. So that's it. Let's Yeah, that, that definitely. We can't, we can't get any. We, we got to close it out. So um, if you guys want to find past episodes, look on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at Show. Write to us, get it at gmail.com. And give us a review on aggregators. Uh, so we go out and um, you know, carry our young in our mouths the way aggregators do in the swamps. Uh, I am on Twitter at William Scurry. Uh, I, I, guys, I'm laying down gold. You want to take a look at it because there's, there's some real, you know, in the round art going on. Uh, I'm on YouTube, youtube.com slash amcaesar. I'm on also the, all the socials. I'm putting my cover commanders up on Instagram, you know, some funny photo make-em-ups and stuff like that. You can get anything that make has ups. William Scurry and or amcaesar, uh, there's some combination there of you'll find me in all the places you guys want to be. All right. Uh, I'm all about the big quiz thing, bigquizthing.com. We are in the midst of celebrating our uh, 20th anniversary. So uh, with the assistance of my good friend here, Bill Scurry, uh, we made some videos where I look back on some of the questions I asked in the very first Big Quiz Thing Team Trivia event 20 years ago. So those are all over the media, social, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook at Big Quiz Thing. Check it out. Uh, enjoy. And of course, uh, the finest in corporate and private trivia events, virtual, in-person, nationwide, and beyond and we're rolling out some new stuff for the spring um we're actually for the first time in a while we're going to be offering uh some uh, some brand new formats we're mixing up in the creative department so uh, so keep an eye on bigquisting.com and learn about how we can make all your trivia dreams come true so until the next episode of our show where we cover the messy divorce case of tarno versus scurry we, we don't, don't get it. it a production of american season enterprises 2023